everybody and welcome to episode number 13 of the Building a Better Body podcast. Here we are, another week, another day. How is everybody doing today? Fabulous, I hope. Okay, so launching straight in. Uh, what's new with me? Uh, I'm just trying to fine-tune my coaching program and loving every minute of it. It's great to have you know a real flow of milestones to work through with my clients areas where I can you know really dive in and help people as much as I can so that's super important to me and that is where my focus is right now also just wanted to say shout out to my listener friends over in Oz uh, I've had some downloads over there in Victoria so much appreciation for that hope it's not the same person doing it five times <laughs> uh, if you are from Victoria drop me a line uh, at karen at goodcleanjoy.com would love to hear where you are and if I know you maybe <laughs> um, I love seeing where around the world you guys are tuning in from it's just amazing how you can just put your voice right across the world so fast isn't technology great <laughs> okay so Let's launch in a bit further. Uh, in the news, I've got a couple of articles that I found quite interesting, uh, which I want to share with you. An article on the Stumble Upon uh, site. A neuroscientist says that there is a powerful benefit to exercise that is rarely discussed. Wendy Suzuki, cool name, uh, a neuroscientist professor at New York University. Uh, and I quote, says, in my lab, we have demonstrated that exercise improves our ability to shift and focus attention. Even casual exercisers will recognize this effect. It's that heightened sense of focus that you feel right after you've gotten your blood flowing, whether it be a brisk walk with the dog or a full on CrossFit workout. These findings suggest that if you have a big presentation or meeting where you need your focus and attention to be at its peak, you should get in and work out ahead of time to maximize those brain functions. So I actually really felt this today in my workout. Uh, mid, mid workout, I just took some time to actually feel how my body was responding. And I genuinely felt really alert and fresh. I actually took the time to go, yeah, I, I feel really good right now. Um, perhaps that's why I love doing my podcast right after my Thursday morning workout. My brain is in tip top shape and I can bring you all the knowledge today, which is great. Wendy goes on to say, and quote, my favorite neuroscience-based motivation for exercise relates to its effect on the hippocampus, a key brain structure that's critical for long-term memory. We all have two hippocampi, one on the right side of the brain and the other on the left. The hippocampus is unique because it is one of the only two brain areas where new brain cells continue to be generated throughout our lives, a process called adult hippocampal neurogenesis. And I've talked about neurogenesis before, the regrowth of new cells into neurons. She goes on to say, uh, studies in rodents demonstrated that increased levels of physical exercise can result in improved memory by enhancing both the birth rate and the survival of new hippocampal brain cells. Exercise encourages the long-term growth of hippocampal cells by immediately increasing levels of a key growth factor in the hippocampus called the brain-derived neurotropic factor or the BDNF. Now, when I exercise, I imagine, and now this is Wendy, not me, when I exercise, I imagine BDNF levels 
surging in my hippocampi, encouraging all those new hippocampal cells to grow. All this should serve as a powerful motivator for regular physical activity. And then she goes on to say, just consider how the educational system might be altered if we acknowledge exercise ability, exercises ability to brighten our mood, decrease stress and improve our attention span and memory. The growing evidence that exercise improves these key brain functions should encourage schools around the world to increase, not decrease, students' physical activity. I think there was a mention in New York about schools cutting exercise class, so that's probably not advisable. Not only would this help students to better absorb everything from history lessons to chemistry experiments, they'd be a lot happier too. The good news doesn't end there. Recent findings have suggested that the brain's hippocampus is also involved in giving people the ability to imagine new situations. Since we know that exercise enhances the birth of new hippocampal brain cells and can improve memory function, this discovery suggests that exercise might be able to improve the imaginative function of the hippocampus as well. This idea has not yet been tested in people, but the hypothesis raises the exciting possibility that exercise could make students more imaginative at school and adults more creative at work with broad benefits for the whole society. Brilliant. I think that sounds fantastic. You know, uh, a a brisk walk. Uh, a blast at the gym and then you come home and really get your creativity on you know write that book paint that picture you have in your mind or write on the blog that's become a bit neglected perhaps uh, whatever tickles your fancy so great fun perhaps to experiment with and a way to really come alive again i thought that was a really interesting article and then there was one more article uh how tetris therapy could help patients do you remember tetris I had a, a Game Boy when I was, what age would I have been? 11, definitely I think primary school age. And I, I love Tetris, so simple, but it was pretty addictive. In fact, I'm sure my whole family sat in the same corner of the house and kind of played it every now and again. And you, you remember the, the little tune that it played. It's Tetris's immersive simplicity that makes it a potentially powerful therapeutic tool. Professor Emily Holmes, an expert in psychology at the University of Karolinska, has spent many years exploring the game's medical merits. Quote, we wanted to have a task that really tapped into our visual memory with Tetris. It's the colours, shapes and movements that are very absorbing. Other games in the lab, like pub quiz games or counting tasks, didn't work. So we think it needs to be visual. So, uh, such is its pull. Some people say that after playing the game, they see falling blocks in their thoughts and dreams. A phenomenon dubbed the Tetris effect. So how, how might it be helpful? It may lessen the psychological impact of traumatic events. Her team at the University of Oxford gave Tetris therapy to patients admitted to a large UK hospital emergency department in a state of shock following road traffic accidents. Patients were asked to visualise the crash they had just encountered and then begin playing Tetris on a Nintendo console. 20 minutes of gameplay appeared to be enough of a distraction to stop the disturbing memories of the 
accent being formed. Professor Holmes explains, our findings suggest that if you engage in very visually demanding tasks soon after a trauma, this can help block or disrupt the memory being stored in an overly vivid way. She says that it is roughly a six hour window of opportunity after a traumatic event to intervene in the study. The group of patients who had the Tetris therapy were far less likely to experience troublesome flashbacks of their accident than those who did not receive this intervention. She says bigger studies are now needed. Hers involved 71 volunteers. If those prove beneficial, it could be a treatment that other hospitals start to use. Tetris was also shown to help with cravings such as cigarettes and alcohol and treat lazy eye sufferers. So I really love that. In fact, I've just downloaded Tetris onto my phone, so here's hoping an addiction doesn't begin. <laughs> so yeah, very, very fun article to read in the BBC News today. And I'll put a wee link to that in the show notes if you want to read it in more detail. Okay, so moving on to my topic of the week, which isn't a far cry from what I talked about at the start of the show. Movement and exercise. So how much do we really have to exercise in order to make decent body composition changes? And I say body composition changes for a reason. I don't mean to sound pretentious. Um, it's just that I'm here to tell you that exercise is an extremely inefficient way to lose weight. Yep, that's right. Conventional wisdom would have us believe that we need to move more and eat less to drop weight. Well, this isn't really working for us. You know, we have a huge epidemic of obesity and people are eating less and it doesn't seem to be working. So what's going on? I think it's just a bit too basic to look at things that way. Uh, and, it, and it can even lead to over-exercising and under-eating. Uh, and then, then basically what that can lead to is retention of stubborn belly fat because we're literally stressing ourselves out too much. Um, sometimes things go the other way as well. We begin to get into a kind of chronic cardio way of exercising. And what this does is really ramp up your appetite like crazy. And we really crave the carb heavy foods like nothing else because of an insatiable appetite. So what can we change? What can we flip about? I propose we use a different sentence to replace the move more eat less statement. And this is something I heard a few months back and I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Simple. Move more, eat more. Move less, eat less. So this is about supporting your activity levels. You know, if you've worked hard during the day, moved around a lot and been to the gym and done quite a heavy session, I suggest you eat as much as you can get away with. You know, really feed your muscles and eat until you feel satiated. Obviously with all the good nutrient dense foods, no low fat junk, no diet foods, no 500 calorie plans that have, you've read on the internet. A side note actually to this, I saw an advert recently for a new shake that you can have to replace meals with, I think a morning and an afternoon type thing. Um, they were literally suggesting that you mix their powder with skimmed milk and vegetable oil. And if you, I've heard my previous cast on vegetable oil, you'll know why this horrified me. But if you want to go back and listen to the dangers of vegetable oil, you'll just see why that's just a crazy idea. You know, advertising is a sad, sad affair. People buy into this crap and it's it's not your fault either. We've been conditioned to believe these things, you know, low fat is best and advertising is 
sort of you've got smart people behind it for a reason and they they get into your subconscious and, and you believe these things but it's time it changed i will help you make steps for the better <laughs> okay uh anyway on the flip side of eating more and moving more if you're taking some time out and relaxing you don't need as much fuel you know go for a more fat and protein based meal plan on those days you, you know you don't need the extra carbs uh, and your body will therefore be encouraged to burn fat for fuel you know move move around uh, a little bit at an easy pace walk to the shops stretch get some sunlight if possible uh, and try not to just sit around too much but on those days as i say you don't need to eat as much try and really get dialed into your satiety levels eating slowly and really listening to your hunger signals Unless you're training for something specific or you're an athlete, most of us can get away with minimal strenuous exercise Um, and when we do really exert ourselves it most definitely doesn't need to be for long ass periods of time in the gym. (laughs) This is something that has taken me years to understand and I get it, everybody's on their own journey and hopefully the penny drops eventually too for you. Um, once you embrace the effects, it's truly amazing the difference you can see in your health, your general well-being, and most importantly, your rates of recovery are fantastic. So to reiterate, exercising isn't the best tool for weight loss. What you eat is. What exercise will do is make you stronger, more flexible, and help to build muscle mass. All important aspects to obtain in order to have an enjoyable life and that's fundamentally what we all really want isn't it now i want to talk about recovery this is so so important for many reasons imagine this scenario you've slept for four hours had a rough day at work and then been cut off in traffic come home had an argument with your significant other and then you have a head cold to top it off this is not the time to be going to the gym and blasting out a hard workout (laughs) exercise is stress and you don't need more of that on top of the day that you just had so really try and listen to your body if it's exhausted all it really wants to do is rest in order to come back fighting and stronger tomorrow so treat treat your body like you love it not hate it there's a difference between thinking oh i can't really be bothered today i'm just gonna lie here and actually you know okay i am exhausted i need to just do nothing right now if you don't recover properly your body will show you signs signs such as problems with actually building muscle aches that linger inflammation and that total you know burnout feeling and more underlying issues that you may not even notice right now but you'll become aware of later on down the line it's difficult for me to give you a prescription for exercise because we all are so very different however from all my learnings there is some absolute definites i would love you to add in the, to your regime when ready and able uh, this here as sort of a basic overview move often at a steady pace you know, so walk when there is an opportunity. If you need to go and pick something up from the shop, can you walk? Go for it. On your lunch break and work, can you go for a little stroll, get some sun if there is any? Um, you know, of an evening, have you been sitting for maybe a couple of hours? Get up and walk around a bit, wash the dishes, hoover the floor. Just lots of sort of natural, easy movement. Plenty of that throughout your day. Also, if you can, sprint once in a while. So be that on a, a stationary bike or out on a patch of grass but if, if you're not really capable of that 
literally just go for a walk but up your pace every now and again so a bit faster and a bit slower a bit faster and a bit slower really really good and lift heavy objects a couple of times a week but with regard to that i suggest working with a pt initially and explain that this is what you want to incorporate into your plan lots of these natural movements movements such as the squat the pull up the press up and the plank will help you build amazing strength and stability and it can all be tailored to your current level of fitness with the opportunity of slowly improving so um habits are created by creating tiny changes if you can do one body weight squat every morning for a week you've got yourself a super easy habit that then you can build upon as the days go on uh, sprints give you an extra boost and increase your mitochondria activity they should be performed when you feel in top form um, actually because last night i wanted to do sprints on the bike and i thought you know it's quite late now i'm pretty tired i'm going to listen to my own advice and i didn't do any but i got up this morning and i was ready to rock and felt fresh for a different workout altogether um we really aren't designed to sit around all day under <laughs> horrible artificial light so that's trying to get out there as much as you can and moving around keep things simple don't overwork it and most importantly rest and recover a better body will be built over time Alrighty, so that is episode 13 done and dusted today any list of questions please please send them along to karen at goodcleanchow.com if you want to support the show go to goodcleanchow.com forward slash support and if you would mind if you've listened please do leave me a review in itunes Alrighty, guys thank you very much for listening have an awesome day and speak to you soon bye bye the purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform it is in no way a substitute for medical advice So please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime.